Welcome to Weekend Rental, episode 95. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. As always, my name is Ryan, and I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Biff. Hey, everyone. Hey, he's here. All right, so if you like our content, you can find a bunch of other great geeky-related content over at geekade.com. TV, comics, video games, and more. It's all available over there. What's your geek? Geekade.com. We're going to get into this episode and um, I guess just ramble. We don't have a, we don't have a bunch of stuff. I'm going to start it off because I talk a lot. Monster Hunter, the movie, that was, that was a thing that somebody made. Uh, it was, it was directed by Paul Anderson. Mila Jov- Jovovich, <laughs> is that her name? Was also in this movie, just like Kunis. the Resident Evil movies. Mila Kunis. Oh, Yes. <laughs> This movie would have been better had Mila been in it. Uh, This came out on DVD and demand. It was released 2020. I'm a Monster Hunter fan. I'm a Resident Evil fan. I'm sort of a Resident Evil movie franchise fan. I hate to admit it. Is anybody? They're more. You're about the only. They're more bad. Right. They're more bad than good. What this was, was a Resident Evil movie with a sprinkling of uh, Monster Hunter put in there. I will say they did some deep cuts. They they paid homage to the weapons, the lore, um, the palicos, which I greatly appreciate. And then it was just Resident Evil movie. Just I went like an ensemble this, of characters type thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I went into this thinking this is going to suck. Right. And I came out of it thinking that kind of sucked, but also was so much better than I had anticipated. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it touched on enough notes as a fan of the franchise that I was like, this is all right, but it still sucked in the way that the resident evil movie sucked that I was like, yeah, that could have done way better. Right. And they left it on a cliffhanger, obviously teasing another movie. Who will give them money to make that? Probably nobody, but Hmm. I don't know. For somebody that has never played Monster Hunter, I've been asked to jump into the game. I've heard it's a grind, and I think we've talked about it on the podcast as well. But for someone who has no Monster Hunter history... Could I watch the movie and understand what's going on? Would I be like, yeah, that's yeah. that's not a bad movie, or is it one of those weird situations you got to play the no, video no, no. game first? No, hundred percent. You could jump in. This would be like, yeah, it's a dumb like action movie, um, and it'd be fine. You know what I mean? Is there any part of the movie that actually has the part of like the tracking and trying to track down a monster, or is it just pretty much fighting the monster? <sighs> They touch on it and they, they go into like setting the traps and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's not super in depth, but they, I mean, they do touch on like the weapons and like the bone weapons and the bone blade and yeah, I mean, it's all right. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's not super detailed, but cause like they kind of 
blur the line between like we're paying homage to this franchise and this is a dumb action movie. It's kind of where it lands, you know. Was this a? It sounds like it's. Was this a movie theater adventure for you, or was this demand, or what was it? No, yeah, this is on. I don't know how this. I don't know how this thing is. This is on demand. I paid like twenty bucks because I was gonna like on demand rent it. And they're like nineteen ninety nine. Buy it. That was the only option. So I was like, well, okay, I guess I'm paying twenty bucks to buy it digitally. About but the only one. Yeah. I mean, there's probably like five people. I don't know. <laughs> The producers. I mean, so on. It sounds like it's more uh, like representational of the games than any of the Resident Evil movies were. So that's a plus, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like two was obviously very good with Resident Evil, but Mm -hmm. still a mess. So who knows? Speaking of that, they're rebooting that, right? There's a new Resident Evil movie the end of this year. Really? Yeah. Who's directing? Uh, I th- think somebody actually good, so it might have a chance. I don't <laughs> Sorry, know. Sorry, Paul Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> and your wife. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much well, all of that. That whole thing is is just getting her his wife to you know get paid, right? Like yeah, they've got some sort of scam going on over there where. They can just write each other checks or something. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I have such a hard time getting into video game movies. The last one I saw was Sonic. I think everybody saw that. But before then, I can't remember the last last video game movie. Maybe Mario. Maybe. <laughs> and I don't know. It, I It just... I don't know. Maybe this is what, like book readers feel like when when they're like oh man this movie just ruined the book the imagination of that and i just maybe that's just with video games too where they can't capture exactly what you envision or that magic i don't know yeah i don't think i think it's pretty much impossible to translate it perfectly right just like books, you know, there's there's so many yeah. details in books that you can't put into a movie. Whereas it's kind of the opposite on that, where the, there's a lot more details that wouldn't that would be boring in a movie that's in a game, but they're still part of the game. I don't know. Or vice versa, where they're like, we have to expand a little bit more about the story or expand a little yeah. bit more about that character, which the video game had nothing on. So yeah yeah that's very true <clears throat> so keeping with that i've been watching a lot of media since we recorded last not playing a bunch of games but i watched because i i bought paramount plus they launched it rebranded cbs all access getting your money's worth half off it was half off the first year so 30 bucks for a full year how could i not so watch it all on in there. like the first 15 days that you have it yeah so on there they had the console wars um you know seth rogan bought the rights involved it's a documentary i don't know if you guys have seen this it's it's the battle between sega and nintendo weirdly spinning it in a way that sega is the victor and the good guy uh strange 
And um, also completely negating the fact, because they touch on Sony coming in, right? They don't talk at all about the the Sony and Nintendo relationship, the PlayStation prototype. They don't talk about the Philips relationship and that going into the CDI. And uh, it just moves on. And I'm like, this is this is crucial historical information that you guys have like glossed over. Um, aside from that, it was pretty good. Um, there were some good interviews on both sides, but yeah, it was just, it was just bizarre to me how like you'll incorporate Sony, but not touch on why they rose to power or how, and then how was Sega the good guy? And all? I mean, not that there was a good or bad guy in either situation, but it was just like Nintendo were fucking arrogant pricks. They suck, you know? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I guess this is okay from like a casual person's perspective, but there were I, gaps, big I, gaps. I think the book definitely was like they had the most access to a lot of the secular marketing guys and stuff like that, right? And that's pretty much probably where that spin came from. And most of the book is like in, you know, 92, 93, right? So, right. I mean, Technically, those years, maybe Sega was on top, but if you're not going to acknowledge what happened after that, it's like, well, what's the point? The console wars didn't end at that point. I mean, Sega is still in the console market, right? Yeah, they just came out with those Game Gear minis, so. (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, it was just. I mean, I get, I get that they were based off of like a book, but there's better references at this point. Like maybe don't do that. Yeah. There's probably more solid YouTube videos that are 10 to 12 minutes long that sum it up a whole lot better. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's interesting to know like the whole sega structure then because you know sega of america was huge and sega of japan was also huge but they didn't really get along either where over you know in the nintendo side it was just like the masters over in japan right it was like yes sir yes sir you know yeah so in that respect it's kind of interesting it was tom howard right like the mastermind behind sega of america is is that his name Uh, yeah yeah i don't know but but yeah like sega of america definitely had like the right approach and we're going to crush it had sega of japan not just done their own thing yeah right they're like no no, no, fuck america they're doing good let's crush them because they're humiliating us and it's japan we have pride and uh that was sega's ultimate downfall really yep and they have so this is bad like uh we can merge it but like i've watched so much documentary in the last week it's the console wars then i've also been watching on crackle playing with power which is like the rise of nintendo on you know it's like a five-part series so i don't know which <laughs> i don't know which thing i saw it in but they were talking about how like uh sega's rise and all of that and Nintendo of America or Sega of America wanted to go with 
the Silicon Graphics, the the company that Nintendo ultimately partnered with to make the Nintendo 64, to get Donkey Kong Country and like Rare and all of that going. And um, originally, that was Sega of America. Sega of America had the first dibs, <clears throat> sent it over to Japan. Japan was like, nah. Now nah, we're good. We got this other thing going on. And uh, yeah, just like just the arrogance and like how they took themselves out. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and then the two consoles, you know, one side was working on a console, the other side working on a different one. And yeah, it's it's a big mess. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. The thing that what? sucks is that it finally killed them is like, well, the Dreamcast was a great product. It was just like not PlayStation was just the be- just a better product. Well, yeah, that's like on that playing with power, like they touch more on that and like how the demand for PlayStation and Sony and then or not Sony, but like Sega and Nintendo overlooking, you know, the enemy clearly in the room and this big power uh, was just they didn't get it. You know what I mean? Like they, they didn't get it. And like, I think we can all remember maybe, I don't know, Nate, you, you kind of stayed a generation behind, but I think anyone who told me I'm buying a Dreamcast, like I'm going to play soul caliber. I'm going to play and and you just, you'd look at them even though we didn't have the consoles. You'd be like, yeah, but the PlayStation two, it's going to be better. You know what I mean? Like, it was just the automatic response. It's like, even though we all appreciated what was on the Dreamcast, your immediate like word vomit was like, yeah, PlayStation 2 better. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Because, I mean, when you first saw Soul Calibur, you were like, holy shit. Oh my God, that, yes. That is unbelievable what that looks like. And then you could I still have the balls to be like, oh, PS2 better. suck to play that. <laughs> yeah, of course. It was beautiful. Absolutely. I mean, to this day, when you see it on the hardware. Yeah beautiful it it holds the test of time and it's it's one of the few dreamcast games that does that you know what i mean and yeah <laughs> we were so brainwashed at the time it's like playstation 2 it's, like, it's it, why why would i waste my money on a dreamcast you know yeah but part of that too when we're talking about these documentaries is how much sega really squandered their fan base you know between the CD add-on, the 32X, the Saturn not being supported, at least in the U.S. Because people forget the Saturn was a massive success overseas. In Japan, it was it was huge. Um, but here, it was like DOA by the time PlayStation really took hold. Yeah, they weren't um, even sending their first-party stuff over here for a while, for the longest yeah, time. I, I mean, I can remember those commercials where it was like, buy a Saturn, get Virtual Cop. like. Virtual Fighter and uh, Daytona, free, hundred and like twenty bucks. And you're like, nah, fuck it. I'm I'm still not gonna do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts that they, you know, the Dreamcast came out as good as it did, and then it just no, that was the nail in the coffin anyway. But yeah, and just all the circles that that I was in with video games. I mean, that just never was a conversation piece. Nobody, nobody was standing in the circle like, oh, yeah, my Dreamcast. Let me, let me tell <laughs> it, I, 
I didn't really know many people that had a Dreamcast, maybe a couple. And even then they weren't peeing their pants over it. You know, they would still be talking about everything else. Um, so to me, that Dreamcast was just kind of an obscure, obscure system that it just, it never really hit the circles. Everybody was talking about Nintendo, PlayStation, all of those things. And that's where it's at. You, yeah. you were a weirdo yeah. if you had a Dreamcast. Yeah, and the sad part is, is like, and I will always attest to it, is like the Dreamcast was the last console where if you had an idea for a game, it could happen. Like, it was the last, like, gasp of, let's try it. You know what I mean? Like, you hadn't settled into annual releases. You hadn't set into sequels. It was like, let's put it out there. I think this is a great idea. And for the most part that died with the Dreamcast and that died within Sega. Or they got, they became indie games basically for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bummer. Yeah. Hmm. I guess, you know, thinking back, the one person that I knew that had a Dreamcast also had a CD burner. So it was like, maybe that was, (laughs) well, that might've helped too, you know? Nail in the coffin. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, you know, thinking back, I was pretty, I was still pretty young when the PS2 came out where I remember it just being constantly unavailable, right? Like everybody was like tr- trying to track down the PS2. And I mean, we're still in the throes of the PS5, you know, always being out of stock everywhere, people tracking them down. And I'm trying to remember if the PS2 was longer. I thought that was almost like a whole year where they were out of stock, but I'm not sure. I I mean, that might have been right for the first little bit. I want to say I got one like a year in and it wasn't that hard at that point. But okay. yeah, I feel like both the PS2 and the Xbox for six months were a little tough. The Wii definitely went through that a little bit too, but. Oh, the Wii was horrible yeah yeah i remember i worked next to a gamestop and i would go in every day and ask the manager if i could have a wii it's like no we didn't get any it's like stop coming in here i'm like i'm gonna come back every day until you either come over to where i work and tell me you have a wii for me or i come in and you say you've got them in stock (laughs) and then eventually he came over one day and i happened to be working like out of town on a business trip, but my wife, not even my wife at the time went over and picked it up for me. So, wow. Yeah. And that was like months of doing that. I just annoyed the shit out of that guy until he gave me one. And what was your first impression of the Wii? I think, was it, was it something that you were blown away or were you like, this is fun for 30 yeah, minutes for and sure. I'm done? No, no, blown away. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved the first six months to a year that we, Wii Sports, excellent. Excite Truck, fucking awesome. Uh, Warrior Wear, smooth moves, hilarious. Um, yeah, it was really good. Sonic and the Secret of the Rings mm-hmm. or Secret mm-hmm. Rings were 60 bucks ever spent. I traded it right into GameStop for like 10th of the value. And uh, it was a good, it was a good deal. That was, <laughs> it was a it was bad game. Life, that, 
that was a bad game that <laughs> GameSpot said was like an eight out of ten. They're oh, full man. of shit. Wow. It's terrible. Yeah. No, I loved it. Um the first the first six months to a year of that console were great. And the, I mean, the virtual console. Yeah. Right. So that's what people forget is like Nintendo with the Wii and the virtual console almost fueled the current retro market or Mm -hmm. the subsequent retro market. Cause you had turbo graphics, Genesis, like NES, super NES 64. Like, I mean, like, let, let's just appreciate the turbo graphics and the deep cut that was for them to have in the virtual console. Like, the Wii fueled everything that was was going to come in the next ten years, as far as collecting and uh, focus, and yeah, you can't ignore that. You you can say whatever else you want about the console, and yeah, I dropped off after the first couple of years too. But that virtual console, holy shit! And the fact that they haven't been able to replicate that in subsequent systems, like how how have they not capitalized on their biggest asset? bullshit yeah that was definitely the most exciting thing that i wanted to wii for was the virtual console mm-hmm. and then and I th- that was a point where i wasn't like actively out getting retro games and being like oh i need to collect all these it was just like that was the spark like you said that was the spark like oh i can have these old games again you know on a modern console and i think it did like you said i think it sparked all of that because Shortly after, that's when it the the graph started rising. Yeah, hundred percent. It also set the precedent of I'm going to sell you a twenty year old ROM for five bucks. <laughs> yeah. It will never get cheaper than that because <laughs> yeah. we're Nintendo. Yep. And then five years from now, I'm going to sell you that same thing again for seven dollars. <laughs> and then fifteen years from now, Frank Cifaldi is going to point out how we just pulled this ROM off of the internet and. <laughs> Sold it back to you. Uh, Oh, gosh. Love the Nintendo business model. Evergreen prices. If if only every business worked like that. 20-day-old moldy bread? Nah, it's still a buck 99. Fuck you. Yeah. I mean, like, their Super Bowl ad was literally Mario Kart. You know what I mean? Like, and that's... um, It's Mario Kart 8. It was a Wii U game, you know? Yeah. 100%. So speaking of the retro craze, we've got a topic near and dear to this podcast, Heart. Because we're all David Crane fans. I would say super fan. More than than just a fan. We talk about him a lot. Super fan. Right. Uh, News broke that audacity games is being formed focusing on retro game development more importantly the 2600 and the founders and developers for audacity games are going to be david crane and none other than chris and dan kitchen gary or yes sorry chris and gary kitchen yes gary kitchen not not dan Gary Kitchen's amazing battle, battle tank, tank, whatever. That's thing. all I think of when I hear <laughs> yep. Gary's yes. name. First name basis, obviously. Call him just Gary. <laughs> you guys can call him whatever you want, but <clears throat> and and Dan and uh, David have partnered up on you know boy and his blob. I mean, this is a pretty historic pairing. Um, 
also very awesome to see somebody like all right say nope we're gonna focus on 2600 you know what i mean so like, that's, random yeah it's a ballsy statement They're, they they want to package it with original box art they've said that they will have digital codes for those who just want to put them on the shelf but play the games i'm excited it's it's very historic and cool I mean, it's cool because like they're sticking to their wheelhouse, right? Like once they got beyond that, it, you know, kind of fell apart. So stick to what you know. I mean, you never know. He might make the next pitfall. Well, absolutely. And like, the thing is, is like homebrews come out, right? For all sorts of systems, but seldom do games come out for those systems where it's like the original developers of mm. the killer games you know so i'm not super pumped about the focus being on the 2600 well they said focus on retro consoles 2600 is the emphasis for now right, right? that could go to snes and nes i mean that would be great but 2600 is not going to help me i don't even have one of those things now, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like some weird things going on in some of those homebrew cards, right? Like there's, they're putting a lot of the computer processing power in the card itself. <laughs> oh yeah. To for make sure. the okay. 2600 do things that it's not supposed to, right? Yeah. And even on like on the NES, I've got like micro mages, which is a fantastic game also available on steam, but it would not run without the additional like Ram and whatever they've added into it. So there's a little bit of fudging for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's cool. If they stick to, you know, the concept of a 2600, but still be able to not, you know, have a little bit more than bleeps and bloops. It'd be hilarious if they just put something that looks like on the super Nintendo and throw it on Atari, (laughs) just a one joystick button situation. (laughs) But that would be, that'd be funny. It'd probably be a few thousand like, color palettes short of right. We, could, we have four shades of brown, but it looks like a super. It looks so good. <laughs> that card you could see all the pixel edges, out. but they're all so. the same color. <laughs> yeah. right. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You know, it's funny too because, like, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking back to that playing with power thing on uh, Crackle. So that documentary, when they're talking about like the rise of Nintendo, it's hilarious because they're interviewing Tommy Tellerico. It's like, <laughs> and he's talking about like Nintendo and and the GameCube or like the Wii U and stuff. He's like, well, the thing is, is like they don't realize that you can't just launch a console without a killer app and a and an idea. <laughs> and I'm like, hey Tommy, how's that? How's it in Television Amica working out for you, buddy? Like, eat your own words here. It was just hilarious. Yeah, I cracked up. I feel like you're just throwing random subscription companies out there that I never <laughs> hear anybody talk about. You're like, yeah, I got that Crackle subscription. Well, with Crackle's, a- Crackle's free, man. Well, I don't know any of these things. Sony sponsored it for a while and then they since backed out. But Crackle is still free. You can watch Playing With Power for free. I feel like. You know, when Chris when Kohler you're on said Hulu a lot of good stuff in there and you're scrolling through everything, you're like. What is this? What kind of app is this? And nobody uses that. Why do I have all these choices? You're that guy. Well, cr- 
Crackle, Tubi, Pluto. I can go on. Film Rise. It's a sure. whole bunch of them. Yep. Free. Free. Love it. Free. So, um, nope. I think, yeah, well, you know where I'm going to go with this. I, I, I don't, I think I I'm need to get you guys to come on over to my house and help me move oh. my arcade cabinet that <laughs> I have, um, built in the wrong spot. It is becoming, I don't know. Did I talk about this cabinet? Uh, yeah. yeah. Two episodes back. Yeah. So progress is is very far uh i went back i started february 1st and uh so we are march 10th today and i have just a little bit of sanding left to do which is a pain in the basement it's not something that you can just pick up walk out to the garage um if you do pick it up you're ridiculously strong um for anyone listening uh the rough frame of Nate's cabinet that he's sanding is the size of like I don't know a commuter van probably <laughs> so yeah it, it's um so to put it, it in part perspective it is uh 100%. it is 5 feet wide right yeah 5 feet wide <laughs> sure and you tell us it, i don't yeah, know i'm trying to remember <laughs> the exactly um 20 feet long so it's a kid lives in it's it. five feet wide <laughs> and the tallest point in the the back is six and a half feet tall um it has a 50 inch monitor tv in there um it's i never i was like oh this won't be that heavy but I'm kind of an idiot where I don't pay attention to how much wood I'm putting on this thing. And <laughs> you uh, framed it 100% out of two by four lumber, man. Yeah. If there is a tornado, we are all sitting in that arcade cabinet. <laughs> we are going to be okay. You guys have safe rooms. I have a safe arcade. And we, um, we had to put the outside shell on and get the shape of it. And so I'm walking around Menards and looking for plywood. What what do I want to put on the the sides? And I was like, oh, a half inch isn't bad. My wife's like, ah, that that looks pretty pretty weak. And I'm like, well, it's not going to be structural. She talked me into three quarter inch, and <laughs> so I have thrown three quarter inch sides on this thing. It is a brick house. I bet you that thing is a few hundred pounds at this point and uh-huh. um yeah i need to move it to where it's where it's gonna permanently be for the next six months <laughs> probably <laughs> till i change my mind um but tomorrow's an exciting day uh the wrap is coming so it's getting a car wrap and um i finally chose some colors i wasted so much time on this just figuring out what because it's so big you don't want it to stand out and be this ugly whatever and you're sick and tired of it so i went with a blue outside silver uh silver middle and interior and i have someone working on some cushions right now i'm excited to play this thing it's uh we're really close boys Game night is going to be happening very, very soon after 
we push it and move it to where it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking, me and my son were talking about like, he's like, so what kind of games are on this? And I think people who are non gamers and like even my son being that age, they assume I'm building this one thing for one game. And so they're like, what game is going to be on this? Well, a ton of them. And that just blows their mind that you can have more than one game on a cabinet. Um, and so my son was like, well, I don't know if, if I were building this, I would probably do things a little differently than you did. And then he's giving me all these suggestions. One of them was putting a hot dog roller in there that, uh, <laughs> you get at a gas station. He's like, so you just lift the seat, move the subwoofer. You have hot dogs right there. And I was like, that's <laughs> pretty sure there's an episode of Pimp My Ride with that. Right. So as I'm sitting next to <laughs> Andy and Ryan, I want to I just want to smell hot dogs coming between our legs <laughs> in that little well, tiny if cab. I'm there. That's all you're going to smell anyway. Right. So. Without a hot dog roller. <laughs> so, yeah, he had all these just ridiculous <laughs> ideas. I grease my beard with his hot dog <laughs> juice. So. <laughs> beard oils no hot dog water for me you please. just you just walk into like a holiday gas station walk up to the rollers yep. and just put your beard on run it, it through yeah. ready for the day yeah you got oh, it looking at those blistered dogs that have been there for for hours <laughs> and days disgusting so i'm excited though to get this cab done one just maybe this is just how i operate in projects that after a certain amount of time, you're like, all right, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And this thing is immensely custom. So it's just, you measure something, you go and cut it, you come back and you're like, I got to trim this. And it's, it's a lot of going back and forth and I just want to get to the end. So there was a couple of days that I'm like, I'm going to rip this thing down and <laughs> just, I've wasted my time. And if something doesn't go right, you know, the first time. So definitely excited. You try those cup holder light yet? Yes. Um, I going to work or no? Yes. Uh, so I have two cup holders in there as you should in an arcade. And I wanted led lights that shine up and they work pretty well. I got to get them off of the like vibration mode where that's the only time they're activated. So uh, I want them on all the time and I just haven't had an opportunity to really mess with them. I just wanted to make sure they fit first and, uh, they were bright enough. So I still got cosmetic stuff, you know, after the wrap, I am putting some led lights that sync to music. I haven't ordered those. And then, yeah, I think that's about it. So almost there. Things are going to be crazy. Um, yep. It exceeded crazy, you know, about 15 days ago. <laughs> so I, I just want the check back in like six months where you're like, yeah, I played like twice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I think the hot that's, dogs are still rolling on there. But I love your excitement over it. But like the reality is, is like this will almost probably never get touched. Right. Right. Um, After the initial craze. Yeah, you know, I walked down the other day and my daughter was curled up on the bench and they're watching TV in the arcade and not, you know, on a couch. So I'm scared it's going to be used as just an 
just a Hulu station. Yeah. With some fancy joysticks. Yeah. I mean, if you can right. play pretty much anything in there, though, that definitely expands yeah. the life of it. I told him to put an Xbox Series S in there. <clears throat> and then when we met last week and he was like, I'm confused. Isn't that the old thing? I'm like, no, dude, that's a new thing. <laughs> the name but it doesn't read discs. Me. I was like, it's perfect for your cabinet because you'll never touch it. So you just have it wired in. You can do your game pass. You can get your next gen. But yeah, the, I agree. The series convention of just naming is. Give me some names. It's bad. It's bad. Cause I, I mean, of course I Googled that. I was like, which one is he talking about? And it kept on coming up with the old one, the, the Xbox one. S. Yeah. One yeah. S. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm so confused. Why do I want that when I have an Xbox? And, um, yeah. So there will be yeah. an, probably an Xbox in there. There's a PlayStation four in there right now. Uh, I got a wall mount that. And I think that's about it. And then obviously Raspberry Pi and then uh, the network that is connected to my PC. So, uh, yeah, we're good to go. We got the network, everybody. We got the network. Nailed it. Yep. So it's all hooked up to Steam and ready to party. (laughs) Yeah. You ever seen that one guy that like has taken out all the cartridge slots of all the consoles? And like custom modded, like it looks like a like one of those SD card readers that has like thirty two different things to put in. It's just no. like all the different cartridges, like all in one wall that you just put the cartridge in, and it all works. It's nuts. Nice, huh? Like it? No, don't tell me that because then I'm gonna be like, I need that. <laughs> I need to make that. I'm gonna make that it six hundred like, pounds. That seems like it would be hard. You'd probably have to do a lot of wiring. <laughs> Not interested. Make that work. Well, I mean, since we're talking about arcades, you guys, the news broke today because we're recording on what? March 10th. Is that right? That's right. March 10th. Mm-hmm. 2021. Mario I Day. I don't know. Uh, what? I thought it True. was Martin Day. Same thing. Oh, like Martin. Martin. Oh, March 10th. Yeah. Mar- <laughs> I, I've been watching Big Mama's House all day. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Nintendo retro arcade news, whatever. Uh, they announced Nickelodeon's partnering with, I don't know, uh, new TMNT, Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, Shredder's Revenge. It looks to be an arcade beat-em-up, four-player, 16-bit stylings, obviously using more horsepower than that. Think, you know, Scott Pilgrim sort of thing. Looks surprisingly good. Um, coming out soon, I imagine. I didn't look, but uh yeah ties back into the old original cartoon franchise and um might be worth a damn i don't know so is this an actual cab is this what you're saying no no, it's a a virtual virtual, download game yeah yeah switch i don't know what other consoles but do you think it'll hit steam yeah probably maybe gonna gonna throw it in my arcade Probably PS4 or Xbox Series S, at least. <laughs> Gonna need that, too. Interesting. Yeah, I'm su- surprised they just didn't call it Turtles 5, because that's looks like it. Yeah. The character animations are like the 
I guess the character models looks a little bit more squished than before. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't go off of the new Nickelodeon guys. No, okay, no, no, good. No. I hate that. No, they're they're paying homage to the original good. cartoon series. So who I knows mean, what it will be or if it'll be any good, but the potentials there. I don't know if have, have either of you guys played the Nickelodeon like 3D Turtles in arcade version. It's like four player. No. Okay, it's it's at like a lot of places like Dave and Buster's and whatnot. Like that's pretty good too. It 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 kind of feels like a 3D version of like the old school games. So even if they get like kind of close to that, I think this will be a win. Yeah, it'll be good. It's it's uh made by the same guys that made Mercenary Kings, so you know quality is going to be there. I have now played that. Is yeah, that you good? have. Yeah, you have. Mercenary Kings? Yeah, that's the uh, Metal Slug ripoff we played. Oh, I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm afraid now. Yeah. Everyone kept telling me I should like it because I like Metal Slug, and I was like, no, I don't like this. Oh, it's good, man. Is it? Game. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Easy to convince, just like that. I mean, this was even easier convinced. They threw a Foot Clan guy at the screen, and you're like, yep, I'm buying that. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. That's all they had to do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's anybody exciting. Been, anybody been playing anything? Like, we haven't talked about that yet, but like, since last episode. Yeah, I do have to update anything? everyone. Uh, since our last episode about the the Fortnite debacle, mm. um, I don't know if you guys Where remember. Where you that. tormented a child in revenge of a <laughs> phone call I, you received from another parent? Yeah, uh, that phone call okay. continued. Got uh, oh. yeah, got a got a return call. Um, okay, and they're like, "Hey, it, it's just not working out between our boys playing. Your son isn't doing enough sharing, and so." We're we're letting our son know that he has to delete your son on uh, on Fortnite, fuck? and I was like, "Hey, that sounds great. Sounds good." Um, Did you say I appreciate that? I'm sorry, your son's a bad gamer. I understand. My son's pro. F you. Best of luck. Wow, that man. That's that's up. how that's how Biff should have approached it, uh, yeah. but just really went with. Sorry, you feel that way. And that was it. So really, yeah. So was this text or was this audio? This was uh, this was via text message. So okay, yeah, because nobody makes phone calls these days, mm-hmm. especially true. with confrontation. So how does Biff Junior feel about Biff this? Junior feels great. Yeah, he's like pansy. He can keep on winning without that dead weight. <laughs> yeah, he's like pansy. Yeah, he he doesn't give a rip. So. He's off nice. to destroy the next person and steal their treasures or not share his treasures. <laughs> well, I feel sorry for the next like 10 online friends that this other kid makes that his parents are going to have to call for because they have to apologize for how much their son sucks at gaming. I thought this was just <laughs> going to be like a one time awkward moment. And I was like, I think we're done and past that. No, nope. now they just yeah, keep on go going back? for wow. it. Help me understand because like you've 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 talked about like the neighboring friend relationship. Is this like backyard neighbor, next door neighbor? What, what what's the proximity here? Not close enough. 
So okay, okay, good, good, good. No, nope. less awkward. Nope, we're good. Uh, yeah. Even then, that doesn't bug me. So, I mean, it, it probably should, but I just, I just look at my neighbors and everything. But you guys suck. My kids so much yeah. better than yours. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess you have no shame after pulling up to your house and you were doing like the weird like. No, I have two hand wave zero. thing at like nine in the morning on a Sunday. I'm like, people see this. Yeah, I have zero zero shame. For Very it. confident in my my like self and my body. So good for you, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Zelda third thirty fifth anniversary. Hey, can we preface this right. to say, did you actually finish Adventures of Link so that we can close this? I, in- okay. I'm going to just shut this down. I didn't want to talk about it. I just, I want us to love the game for what it is. I will complete it at some point. We will revisit it. <laughs> I don't want to join on the hate train because Garbage. I still like Garbage. Of, we're going to talk about Zelda <laughs> and it's 35th anniversary. <laughs> and I got a quiz Go. for you guys. Okay. 10 questions. Not all of these will work because... One or two of them is visual. Okay. Do we have to not like including buzz in? No. Okay. No buzz in. Uh, <laughs> we don't. Have, we don't have buzzers. Well, um, I don't know. Question one: If you're a true Zelda fan, not including re-releases or remakes, how many mainline Nintendo Legend of Zelda games feature Link in the title? the The options are three, four, five, or six. Three. that andy hmm oh, you would think about it link has to be in the title i i four all right i'll pick one of those answers and we'll find out so three or four oh andy andy gets it the answer is four the zelda games featuring link in the title are zelda 2 adventure of link yep. um the Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Uh, the Legend of Zelda, Link's, Link's Awakening. Awakening. And then The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. So yeah. four, Andy gets a point there. Uh, question two. That's a the dumb Philip one. CD- I hate that one. Yeah, it's a bad one for Biff. Uh, the Philip CDI hosted three poorly received. I mean, that's up for debate. Uh, non Nintendo Zelda games. Which of the following was not a Philips CDI title? Your choices are Link, Faces of, the Faces of Evil, Zelda, the One of Gamelon, Link's Adventure, or Zelda's Adventure. Oh man, I've never played a CDI. Well, right, like ninety nine percent of us. I'm gonna say <laughs> Zelda's Adventure. No, it's Link's Adventure. I Shut think. up. Because I think the Zelda yes. Adventure is actually Zel- pretty good. Yeah, Zelda's Adventure is the third one. So Link's Adventure is the correct one that was not on a CDI. That's like yes. a real Zelda, like a actual Zelda style game, isn't it? It's a top down Zelda style game. If if Chris from the Stone Age Gamer podcast, who owns all three of these abominations, is any testament, it's it's just hot trash. But so who's <laughs> up right now? Am I up? Um. No, you are you are down. Trivia is for losers. It's it's two to one. So three three of ten here. Which Zelda game celebrated its twentieth anniversary? So this this came out in. Um, hold on, let me see the posting date of this. I 
2020, so last year. Um, <clears throat> which Zelda game celebrated its 20th anniversary at the end of April 2020? Is it The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, or The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker? Uh, Majora's Mask. Yeah. All right, you both got one. Oh, so e- one to yeah. Three. After I answer, it doesn't work. <laughs> I will. Um, that doesn't I'll, even count for I'll him. Show, okay, this is a visual one. I'll try to make it happen. Ocarina of Time features seven sages. Uh-oh. What is the name of this strapping fellow? I'm going to show it on the screen. Hopefully, you guys can see. Oh crap! Uh, that that's what he looks like. The options are Raru, Garudo, Goro Goro, or Darunia. Goro Goro. And Andy? Darunia? Find out. Darunia is correct. So four to three or one. I'm sorry. Four to one. That is that is correct. Don't be sorry. It's a tough question for an audio podcast. People listening are like, what? I I don't know. He showed me a half naked muscular man. He's, He's the Goron dude. Uh, what is the main part of the Goron's diet? And this should be easy. Rocks, rubies, rats, rubber plants. Rocks. I remember all those Zelda games with those hot rubber plants. Andy? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely rocks. Yeah, yeah. So five to one. Um, question six. Chronologically, according to the in-game universe, which game is the first in this series? Oh, no. Legend of Zelda. Zelda 2. The Adventure of Link. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time or The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword? I think we have to follow up with the question, what timeline do you want to go with? (laughs) The official timeline per the Hyrule Historia, the published book that you sold at a swap meet three years ago, Nate. How do you remember this stuff? Because you priced it at $15 and I kicked myself for not buying it. You should have bought it. I wanted it. I should have. I think I have another one. I'll buy it. Okay, I'll look for it. I think I think I have a sealed one. Never even opened it. Oh well, this is a great conversation. Then I'm going to get a high roll of story. <laughs> Two <So>. of them. <laughs> um. All right, say it again. Sorry, okay. I'm special. Chronologically, according to the in-game universe, which of the or which game is the first in the series? Your options are The Legend of Zelda. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, or The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, or lastly, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. I'm going to say Ocarina of Time. I think it's Skyward Sword. I think you're right, but I'm not sure. We're going to find out together. It is Skyward Sword, yes. That is that is predating those other games. Good job. Six to one. This is a stupid Gosh. game. This is stupid. Who's a, who's a real gamer here? This I think is, it's Andy. This is stupid. Question seven. Navi accompanied Link on his adventure in Ocarina of Time, but what's the name of his fairy companion in Majora's Mask? Is it Tittle, Tattle, Tail, or Trip? Tittle. Trip? It's Tattle. You both lost. Dang it. Six to one. This is stupid. <laughs> Love this question's making me smile already. Which of the following Zelda games 
has the lovable tingle not appeared in lovable being questionable there. Uh, Majora's mask, the Minish cap Oracle of ages, twilight princess. Tingle is the weird green suit wearing man with yep. the underpants on the outside. I got that after I said that for anyone, for anyone who may not know. Oh no, I mixed Majora's him with Tittle. Majora's mask, the Minish cap Oracle of ages, twilight princess. I'm waiting till Andy answers. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Oracle of ages. I don't know. I think that's roughly where I was going to. <laughs> So ditto is what you're saying? Yeah, 100%. If you get this wrong, Andy, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> you, guys, you guys were both wrong. It is, Screw it is, in fact, the Twilight Princess. So we're at... Really? Wow. What do we say? Six and one right now. I think you um, intentionally got it wrong so that I would follow suit. I, f- I, mean, I figured Oracle of Ages came out before Majora's, but... This game's making me angry. It's a tough one, though. It's like, well, Oracle, that's Capcom, too, right? Like, so yeah. the odds of it not being in there are pretty good. That's, that's a fair guess. Um, statistically, though, Biff, like, you have no hope of catching up. We're already on question that's nine. That's not so. true, because this last question is actually There's worth no like more. There's no like bonus. <laughs> okay. This is, yeah, uh, maybe it, this is all or nothing. I, I will do a bonus. I will do a type. That's a good, that's a good, I like it. Yeah. I'm going to throw an audible. I'm on there. my way back. So question. <laughs> Question nine out of ten. What is the name of Link's talking boat in the Wind Waker? I like this. This question. is also the stupid. King... You haven't played it, have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. The King of Blue Fins, the King of Golden Sunsets, the King of Red Lions, or the King of White Waves? King of White Waves. The Red Lions. Andy? Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Uh correct, sir. So you're at seven. Biff's still at one. All right. Winner takes all. This one here. Ooh, I don't. I don't know. How do you spell Zelda? Z. No, this is a winner take all. This is this is the actual questions in this quiz. Um, I and I do not know the answer to this. I don't think. What is the antagonist Ganondorf's last name? Ega Hinnom, Dragmire, Grimamore, or Mandrag? That's also Biff's. He said Mandrake. Mandrake. <laughs> Catch him on RuPaul's <laughs> latest season. Um, I, Grimoire? Oh, it's Grimoire. I, I pronounce it. Yeah, that that's the one I'm going to go with. That one okay. feels right. Sounds good. What was the third one? Um, so it was Egaheim, Dragmire, Grimoire, or Mandrake. It's definitely man the second one for you, Andy. I'll, I'll go. I'll go the first one this time. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. It was in fact Dragmire, which nobody got. Wow. So um. Yeah. Technically speaking, I won. I, I mean, I don't know that that math adds up. Biff, yeah, but, but Andy's in front of a computer. And he's typing things. I see his hands moving. Yeah. Yeah, he's Googling, definitely. Yep. I heard a bunch of clicking. Yeah, and there's click. There there's one that Google, that was the one. I I am the king of the Zelda, and I'm here to say that Zelda 2 is a bad game. I concur. I heard, I, I, it's awful. I'm, it's equal to Garfield. <laughs> no! Do not bring Garfield and his abomination. It's been a while. It's been a while. Oof. I watched an episode of Garfield and Friends yesterday. 
Memories. All right. So bonus points. <laughs> I'm not going to, we're not going down the Scarfield road. Okay. I'm cutting it off. Winner takes all. This um, one. So winner takes all. What game is in my Game Boy Advance micro right now? Oh, um, Game Boy Keeping with the theme. Oh. I'm typing right now. Um, Minish cap. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, Andy wins on top of his already winning Minish cap. Yes, that's correct. That's the one I was going to say. The Legend of Zelda Minish cap, because when I got my Game Boy Advance Micro, which only plays... Game Boy Advance games, not other Game Boy games. I don't know I any thought, of those what is games. the most logical game to play in a micro, the Minish Cap? Uh-huh, yep. It only made sense. I put it in. I invested a couple hours into it, and I was like, you know, this is no okay Zelda game, but it does not have the charm of most Zelda games. And I fell off, got sick of looking at like the one and a half inch screen, and I just have not played it since. But it's still on the shelf. Still is Minish Cap. I will go back to it someday, but Biff is uh, a double loser. Have Good you? Job. Have either of you pl- beat the Link's Awakening remake? No. Okay. I've not. Yeah, I put some time into it, and I just fell off of it. I have like, not. That's... I have yeah. not conquered many Zelda games. They go longer like than they should. In, right. I got three quarters into Link's Awakening, and I was like, "This is fine." But I was enjoying playing through it with my kids, and my kids lost interest in like us going through it together. And I was like, you know, what's the point at this point? So mm-hmm. I just kind of fell off. Yeah, I did one, two, uh, Link to the Past, and Breath of the Wild. That's all I got. The good ones. You need, you need to play the Wind Waker. Yeah, Wind Waker is definite. Horribly, you need to play that one. Get it for your Wii U. It's like twenty bucks. It's the cartoony. I have it. I have Wind Waker. I have the re- on the Wii U. Yeah, I have the remaster or the whatever. It is. Yeah, yeah. Put it in. I know. I know you don't have a tablet because it got smashed, but you don't need it. It'll yeah. still work. Just get a Pro controller. He almost had it for GameCube. I have but... a Pro controller. Yeah. No, he didn't almost have it for GameCube because, as we all remember, <laughs> had those fucking quick hands at Goodwill. <laughs> like Biff was nowhere near getting that. I will cut you. Yeah. Four dollars for Wind Waker. Mm. All day, every day. I don't want to bring that moment up because you got physically violent with me. I was going to file a domestic on you. Yeah. And then I got the handheld fishing game. Plus, I got a bunch of like. Nobody's excited about your stupid fishing game. Fuck you. It was good. That fishing game is great. It's under my seat right now. Yeah. When's the last time you played it? Never. Yeah, but you <laughs> in the got store it. When we bought it. That's not the point. Did you even play that Zelda game? I would have played it by now. You never played it. I mean, I would have, but I already beat it, so I didn't need to. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I have nothing for you. I got a I got a bigger arcade than you. I mean, I'd hope so. I could live it. You know what? In 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 Portland, Put wheels on that they thing sell that as a home. <laughs> it's a mobile home. <laughs> You put a composting toilet in there and a hand pump sink, you're fucking Isn't set. that like a, I think that's a popular YouTube series, 24 hours challenge in, in something. I could do 24 sure. hour challenge in my arcade cabinet. That's good. That'd be great. Does just, anybody okay. want to join me? 
I won't okay. wear pants. Nope. Okay. All right. <clears throat> well, I just want to do something a little bit different too, because it was nice getting back into the quiz thing. Like we're we're all big fan of that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted your guys' opinion. We don't have to go too in depth, but as you know, we're part of the Geekade podcast network. Um, is that one of your streaming best- services? <laughs> not not yet. Uh, so one of the newer podcasts on there. Uh, the dude, a Lord and the truth. Um, they talk kind of, it's, it's, it's Byron burn reminiscent, right? Of like, what is a better game? And their most recent episode. I'm not going to say I take issue with, but I take issue with, uh, they, they talk about what is the better game, super Mario world or the original Donkey Kong country. I can answer this in about two seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, done. I'm curious on your guys' thoughts. Well, easy. I thought you were going to say Super Mario Brothers 3, because that's usually the debate, but... Sure. That Yeah, so that's more comparable. Super Mario World against Donkey Kong Country, which one's more superior? 100%. Yeah. Super Mario World, 100%. Without debate or question, it's superior. Yeah, I mean, imagine taking Donkey Kong Country and then uh, putting it in, you know, 1991 graphics like Mario World was. You know, you take all that pre-rendered stuff out of there. It's, yeah, I don't think it's as good a game. Like, that's that's the draw to that thing, okay. right? The way it looks and I don't know. Yeah, and that was my uh, initial reaction to it. And I, I, they didn't I go the other way, did they? No, no, they went Donkey Kong Country. Um, because, the, okay, so the way their podcast is set up is like, it's sort of like defend it of the completionist used to do a few years ago, where it's like one person defends one game. One person talks about the other game. The truth decides. Right. But, and I've been giving them crap on, um, the vest Twitter channel or yeah, Twitter channel when he's streaming, but or not Twitter, Twitch cash, Twitter, Twitch, it's whatever. all the same, but, but I, I am a hundred percent with you guys. To me, this is no question because donkey Kong country is a great it was a visual powerhouse it it, without a doubt that game and the subsequent follow-ups well maybe not three extended the perceivable consumers like interest in super nintendo to bridge that weird gap where nintendo could not come out with a 64 but even if you look at super mario world and admit which it is true was underwhelming in the graphics department that overworld was kind of fugly it's got iconic tunes it's got top-notch controls it has secrets to explore it has replayability it's got i don't know like i can just i I cannot stop listing it has no mining cards (laughs) no mining cards yes it's got some dumbass purple dolphins but even those aren't that bad right right um Yeah. There's way more ideas I mean, in the world too. Like they spread the the ideas out a lot more. Where, like Donkey Kong is like okay, back to the, the minecart, you know? Right. And like one of their arguments, and if you guys are listening from the Dude Lord and the Truth, let's 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 have a civil discussion about this. But, um, one of the things that they mentioned in their podcast was, you know, the fact that you just plowed through in Donkey Kong. 
country. Every game was, every level was in order. You had to follow the path. I feel like that's a detriment. I feel like some of the genius in Super Mario World was the fact that you didn't have to follow a path. I liked the fact that once you knew, you could go to like stage five, get the cut over, go to world eight, beat Bowser in what, inside of 15 minutes? Like that felt great. Felt super good as a kid. Yeah. And in like the, the switches too were a yes. cool thing, yeah. you know? Um, in the star world, like you once know. you started getting into that and like really understanding how that worked. Yeah. I will say yes. the con- like the Kong letters, the collectibles in Donkey Kong probably have a one up on Mario. Like if you had to spell Mario or something during Super Mario World, that'd be kind of fun. But yeah. Well, and there's there is I will give a nod to country where at least both of you were on screen at a time. And if somebody died throughout a level, it was like a seamless transition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. There's still some beauty in in super Mario world for not doing that because there was that weird, like kind of pause when you died in super or in Donkey Kong country and like the next person would come in, like it almost jolted you off your game. So if it was in a precarious spot, like you were just doomed, right? They still do that. Even in the new ones, it's Mm -hmm. weird, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we all unanimously, Agreed. I mean, Donkey Kong Country is a good game, too. But Excellent. They're both fantastic games. What I would say is we, we just need to have those guys on the podcast and do, do like a... Uh, maybe we do the next version, right? Like, we do Yoshi's Island versus DK2. Love it. That, that, that would be a more interesting discussion, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm throwing the challenge. The gauntlet's down. The dude... The Lord, the truth, if you're listening, no, but you're probably not. Uh, but if you are and you've made it to the end of this podcast, let's let's have that debate at some point in the future. And uh, also, you're wrong. Whoa. Clearly, Super Mario mm. World is a superior game. You know, there's only one baby Kong and then they knock that shit off. And then but Mario, it's still like. It's like baby Dr. Mario at this point, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous yes well any I mean final thoughts closing things we didn't touch on what do you guys got it, you've been playing the messenger oh okay yeah so I did yes uh, what happened was I've been really into Valheim uh, as so has the rest of the world and I was like wow this is a good one of those. And I'm playing on a server that is run by somebody else and they'd put in a mod, which I wasn't aware of. So I could no longer log into the server that I was part of, which sounds frustrating, but in Valheim is amazing because they let you just carry your loot and your character stats and all your gear over, which no other game does. It's like Mm -hmm. open world like that, which is fantastic. Anyway, after running into that frustration, I was like, well, I got a few minutes. Let me see what I got to play. And I was like looking through my services, went over to Xbox game pass on PC. And I was like, river city girls. That's that's included right now. I'm going to play that. So I started downloading that and it's taking forever. And I was like, well, I already have the messenger installed. So let me play that in the meantime. 
And then like three and a half hours later, I was like, the messenger is great. Here's why the messenger is great. At least where I'm at, I've been warned. Nate warned me ahead of time. Uh, the messenger has tight controls. The difficulty, at least at the point where I'm at is not insurmountable. It does not hold your hand. It teaches you the gameplay elements the way that a game should, like Mega Man X, where you fall in a pit, and then you're like, oh, I can wall jump to get out. Like, ingenious design. Uh, the humor is absurd. Uh, like, I love that whole, like, first shopkeeper thing where you're like, hey, welcome to my shop. Hey, this doesn't look like a shop. Okay, do I look at your shopkeeper? And it's just like, question, question, <laughs> question, or like, dot, dot, dot. Like, dude, this is great. I, I mean admittedly i don't read all of it because there's a lot of dialogue which would probably add to the value but um yeah man like talk about a game where the developers completely understood the referential material that they were lifting from and and the era and in how to design a game like that to where it just keeps you engaged and wanting to play like so dialed like nintendo level of dialed on on all the like minute things that make you want to keep going with a game like that like Mm -hmm. wow like so good i still go back to like one of my favorite things about that game it is difficult you know some of the platforming actually all the platforming is difficult and it progressively gets more difficult and sure I love I love the fact that if you die, you have no one to blame. You don't have the game to blame. It's you. And Oh, I mean that little floaty guy blames you all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Get good. That that game uh and it's one of those, you know, like Ninja Gaiden where that that game is frustrating and it's one that the more I keep on dying, it's like ah, I'm done with it. You know, I, I'm I'm not progressing in a way. You know, the messenger took that and said, yeah, it's difficult and you have to platform pretty well. Um, but it's one that you just find yourself continue, continue, continue. I want to get yes. better. And yes. uh, so I really, I really appreciate that about that game. And the music, the music in that game is amazing. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I got to the point where the boss that turns you into a mushroom and uh beat my head against the wall against that could not figure out the right pattern to stop that from happening and get some hits on it and kind of fell off the game especially considering everybody says kind of shortly after that it turns into a very hard platforming mess but well okay and i want to run this by you guys um did either of you play lost wins on WiiWare back in the day no no okay so I loved that game. I, I, I barely touched the sequel. I, I have them both on my original Wii. I downloaded them. I think they're on Steam now. But anyway, that, that third boss where it's like the golem with like the hands pounding and whatnot is an exact lift of the final boss of the first chapter of that WiiWare game for Lost Winds. And, and I have not done the research yet to determine if there's similar developers or publisher or whatever. Um, but yeah, I was like, this feels strangely familiar. Huh. And then I finally like, put it together. And I was like, oh yeah, like it's this old WiiWare game that like I'm remembering. And it was a similar vein in that it was like a platformer. So I, I don't know, coincidence maybe. Um, but 
thought it was interesting. Huh, that's interesting, because that's definitely probably one of the better bosses that I saw in that game. Yeah. Plus, I love how he's like, no, nah, it's cool, man. We're fine. And then <laughs> you leave and he's bawling in the basement or in the cavern there. So, yeah, pretty neat. I uh, I very much appreciate that game so far, but I I will take Nate's advice and what I've heard from a few other people in that at the halfway point, you maybe just put it down unless you want a headache. We'll see. We'll see is how it, it goes. Is it, that's what it is. It just turns into more of the, you have to hit something to get another jump type thing. No, some of it, when you get towards the end, or at least what I remember of it, it's been a couple of years or a year. And, um, when you get towards the end, you feel like you defeat a final boss. And then it starts sending you on this, got to go back here you got to go back here and so you do a ton of backtracking it, it's not necessarily that the platforming gets so brutal you don't want to play it anymore i i just didn't like the the backtracking and the game should have right. just been done and that's i was well, like especially oh my for gosh, a game yeah. that in its early hours so focuses on like propelling you forward you know it's, right it seems like a, a a counterintuitive design change right so i I feel that I defeated the boss, but I, I'm still kind of confused on that, and and I just don't have the energy to go on a Easter egg hunt for certain little things. I just don't have an interest in that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, hopefully I can update you guys on my progress next time and see where I <laughs> fell off. Yeah. Just like your ventures, the link, which we shall not speak of. <laughs> you know, I agree with you. you. You stopped the right point. Keep it, you know, keep it holy in your heart. And <laughs> move I on. mean, I still, I, I, I stand by my comments last time. I love what I love about that game. You don't want anything and to take that. I'm a right. I am a little afraid by your guys' opinions, and I don't want to fall into the. I want to be the staunch defender. Even if that means not experiencing it all <laughs> the way, which I happens. want to, <laughs> right? I I will defend that game. So all right, we'll accept that. Yep. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, with that, I I guess successful episode ninety five. New mic. You Biff sound better. At a quiz, I yeah. I did not I? fail at a quiz. I, I mean, just lost. I just performed underperformed okay i got a participation ribbon in 2021 yes you did get a participation ribbon um so challenge thrown dude lord and the truth bring it let's do that let's do that follow-up episode let's make it happen hope you guys are listening geekade gauntlet thrown Probably time to wrap it, right? Absolutely. I think we we need uh, we need some of those. Uh, we need our friends out in the world, our listeners, to help us with this. Send us an email. Let us know: Is it Super Mario World or is it Donkey Kong Country? And uh, we'll find our true friends from that. I guess. Uh, actually, that was really strong. I'm really sorry about that. But you can send that email, anyways, to us at. 
weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media, Twitter, Facebook. Do we have any other social medias? No, we don't have any other social nope. medias. Those are the only ones that matter. Uh, YouTube as well. And uh, you can find all things weekend rental at weekendpodcast.com. And as always, friends, be kind. Rewind. Happy Martin Lawrence Day. Shanae. <laughs> <laughs> Was that my finger? <laughs>